Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. I got an email a while back from a student, and she wrote, Hey, Zach, sometimes I feel unprepared when it comes to looking at imaging. I know it's difficult to summarize without visuals, but I was wondering if you could share some tips that will help us look like rock stars. Also, love your podcast. I feel like I'm already doing so much better on this rotation compared to the last one after listening. Alex. Well, thanks for the email, Alex. And again, sorry too, we were in this whole trauma series, so it's been a couple months since you wrote me this, but I haven't forgotten about you. You are not alone. You're definitely not alone when it comes to having some difficulty understanding how to analyze images. Looking at this stuff isn't easy. It wasn't easy for me. I don't think it's easy for anyone. I think part of the reason is because at a lot of the places where we're training, we have radiology residents and radiology fellows and radiology everybody. And so we get reads on all of our images and we don't necessarily, we aren't forced to read them ourselves. And I think that's part of the reason why people just in general are having more difficulty with this now compared to our attendings way back in the day when they had to do all their own image interpretation. But my advice for you is focus on learning how to interpret a chest x-ray because by far the chest x-ray is the most important image study that you're going to be expected to interpret as a student. You might get asked about some other stuff. Someone might show you a head CT or something. But certainly, chest x-ray will be the most high-yield place to start. A lot of people will expect you to know this. So let's go through this. There's a, a mnemonic, actually. It's A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I kind of made it up myself. I kind of pieced it together from a couple different sources. But this is how I remember it and how I was kind of taught to approach the chest x-ray. A, B, C, D, E, F, G stands for airways, bones, cardiac silhouette, diaphragm, extra stuff, lung fields, great vessels, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. That's everything you really need to know for a chest x-ray. Airways, bones, cardiac silhouette, diaphragm, extra stuff, lung fields, great vessels. But one last thing before we even get started with that, there's, there's actually two types of chest x-rays. I never realized this. There's an AP and a PA. AP stands for anterior to posterior. So basically with these, the beam shoots at the patient from the front and then the plate sits right behind them. This is your classic portable chest x-ray that you see in ICUs and stuff like that. It's anterior to posterior with that plate laying behind them. So when the patient's on a vent on the bed, they just roll them over, they stick the plate behind them and they take the picture. A much higher quality film is the PA, or posterior to anterior. And with these, the patients actually have to go to radiology, and they kind of have to stand up, but the image quality is so much better. The beam shoots through their back, and then it lands at the plate that's sitting in front of them. That's PA, or posterior to anterior. It's a much better picture, but sometimes the anterior to posterior is all you can get. The one thing to remember, regardless of which direction the beam shoots at the patient, anterior to posterior, posterior to anterior, you still need to look for the same three quality indicators uh, for the, the chest x-ray before you interpret it. The first is inspiration. You want to see big lungs full of air, a nice deep breath. 
you want to see the spinal vertebrae and you want to be able to see it through the cardiac silhouette. That's called penetration. And then last is rotation. You compare the medial part of both clavicles to make sure that they're symmetric. If they aren't, that means that the patient is kind of rotated weird in the picture and you're not going to have a perfect image. So you're looking for good inspiration. You want to see the vertebrae through the heart and then make sure that those clavicles line up for rotation. Then in your mind, decide if the image is good or if it's not really that good. Once you decide that, then you can move on to our mnemonic, the A, B, C, D, E, F, Gs, airway, bones, cardiac silhouette, diaphragm, extra stuff, fields of the lung, great vessels. So now let's go through each of these, starting with A, airways. You are looking right at that trachea, right in the middle, and you want to see it in the middle. No deviation to the left or the right. If it's not in the middle, that's not normal. That can be something like a tension pneumothorax. It suggests that there's pressure on one side of the chest, pushing the airway to the one side or the other. B stands for bones, and this is the classic chest x-ray miss. You know, you get it looking for pneumonia, but they actually have a small rib fracture, and you miss it. So B is for bones. You have to look at each bone. C is cardiac silhouette. Here, you're specifically looking for cardiomegaly. You're looking for a big heart. And the way that's defined is if the heart takes up over 50% of the distance between the right side of the rib cage to the left side of the rib cage, that's abnormal. That's an enlarged cardiac silhouette. D is diaphragm. Specifically, you are looking at those sharp angles of the diaphragm and the ribs. This is called the costophrenic angle, and this is where fluid collects. So if these angles aren't sharp and sort of pointy, that means there's probably a small effusion, blood, fluid, pus, something. And so you got to look at the diaphragm angles. E stands for extra stuff, and specifically equipment. So Central lines, chest tubes, endotracheal tubes, NG tubes, leads, anything like that. You need to identify all of the extra equipment on the x-ray and make sure that it's sitting in the appropriate place. F stands for lung fields. This is the big, big, big one. Is one part of the lung really dense looking called the consolidation? Is everything just kind of hazy overall? Is there a nodule? Is there a pneumothorax? F is where you're looking for your pneumonia in your pulmonary edema, all that kind of stuff. This is where we spend most of our time when we're interpreting the chest x-rays, right on F. And then G is the great vessels. This is more of a trauma one, but it's always important. You are looking for mediastinal widening for possible aortic injury. So what you're looking for, you want to see that knob of the aorta and the mediastinum to be nice and narrow. You want it definitely less than eight centimeters if you use the little measuring thing on there. Now, as a note, if you get the portable chest x-ray, the mediastinum and the great vessels, that always looks kind of widened just because, like we said before, AP portable anterior to posterior chest x-rays just aren't as good as the posterior to anterior PA chest x-rays that we get back in radiology. But that's kind of the mnemonic I've always used Airways, bones, cardiac silhouette, diaphragm, extra equipment, fields of the lung, and great vessels.
Remember that the PA x-rays shot in radiology are much better, much, much better than the quick bedside x-rays where the beam is shot from anterior to that plate directly behind the patient's back. But other than that, I think that really is most of what you need to know for interpreting a chest x-ray. So I hope you found this helpful, Alex. Another great resource for this is the Life in the Fast Lane blog. It's a bit more advanced medical student, early resident level than what we did here today, but it certainly has the basics. It has the advanced stuff. It kind of has a little bit of everything. It's a really good website overall. Send me an email, zach at emclerkship.com. If anyone else has any episode ideas or other feedback about the podcast, if you're one of those people who have been listening to every episode now for the last couple months, it would be really helpful if you left an iTunes review saying how much you like the content as well. And until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.